Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. Today, we're just going to ride the positive vibes out. We haven't done our uh, season recap for the <laughs> for the men's side because we're too we're too depressed to talk about it. But we got po- we got a positive podcast today. Uh, Melissa, what's up? How are you feeling? I mean, just ready to to recap Chivas Femenil season. Oh wait, it's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not gone, guys. Final stretch. We're in the finals. I mean, I I like half of my brain still hasn't processed fully what happened. But yeah, I mean, the disappointment of the season, the jardineras, uh, the gardeners, they are in the finals. So I mean, there's plenty to talk about because the league's lovely scheduling didn't really let us record so i mean first things first and like let's just take it slow yeah absolutely um when when was it, it was like maybe two or three episodes ago where i was like uh, i asked the question si se vale soñar like can we dream of a of a championship run we got our we got our answer over the last two three weeks yeah i mean i guess that it, it's been interesting to see like the overall trajectory of the team during this season like of course, we, we've spoken time and time again about, you know, the mess during the preseason. But I think that it was like a, like really interesting to see how they would react in Liguilla because they were also like carrying that burden of, of not being able to, to, to get past the quarterfinals and like losing to America in consecutive Liguillas. So I think that it's safe to say that they did really great in this test. Yeah, absolutely. We're the last time we recorded, we were we recorded right before the Chivas Tigres game, but we're gonna go into the, the the quarterfinal matchup against Toluca and then the semifinal matchup against Atlas, and then we'll wrap the regular season game into our preview for the fi- for the first leg of the final. Uh, Melissa Chivas and Toluca. I know it it ended in a what four nil global um scoreline, but after the first game, there even after the first game of the playoffs, there were doubts for Chivas Femenil. You know, they only won one nil that game, and a lot of pe- a lot of people were still like doubting Chivas at that point. Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody was expecting them to flop because, I mean, Toluca. I mean, props to them. They're they're a good team. Um, they were the second best defense. So something we were talking about it. It was that it was going to be like an interesting test because you get the first and second best defenses like on consecutive matches so that that gets tricky because also in Liguilla it was also a matter of seeing how Chore would handle like the games because the games were so close in between that of course there was maybe going to be some management of like of players and 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 things like that but I think that overall something that Chivas really showed on the quarterfinals against Toluca and that it also like they kept bringing that to to the semifinals is that patience that they have been showing um even though like the first game was really tight um they they did really were able to generate more because like i saw people saying oh toluca dominated chivas at times and and yeah i mean toluca's midfield is also very good and i think that at times they were kind of slightly overwhelming chivas but I don't think that they had like that many like dangerous or, or really risky chances against Chivas, and Chivas did have a few of their own, and they just weren't able to 
to like complete them and then like on the second leg like they were like much bolder and I think that that patience that they have been showing is really like the result of the growth they've had like both the players in Chore because you can see that that patience can also comes from that confidence they have like they know that they can pull off the results and like they know that they just need to keep doing their game and sticking to the plan and that whatever the other team throws at them, like if they neutralize Licha, they know that they can still score. And I think there's also like a big trust in the defensive part, which is something that we were kind of maybe worried a little bit. But I mean, they've only conceded one goal between the quarters and the semifinals. So that's also really good news in terms of how the defense has been playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's been some really good highlights from our our defensive efforts, and um, just to go back to the to the Luca game, I I did see a lot of people saying that the Luca quote unquote dominated Chivas, but like you said, like the Luca really didn't create any dangerous plays. I don't I don't remember at any point Blanca Felix having to make like a critical save to to bail Chivas out. Um, Chivas Chivas control the game you know i feel like they played the the game the way they wanted to they knew the luca could have the ball but they really couldn't do much and then the first game annette vasquez i thought had a really good game i think she had a she was playing on the left a lot she had the goal that won the game um second game it was more of a of a game for chivas where they can actually kind of sit back and let the luca attack if they wanted to and catch him on counterattacks you know, eventually all the goals come in. We win that game 3-0. And Chivas moves on to the semifinals. But you bring up that the Luka had the second best defense of the league. And I think they're about to sign um, Wendy Toledo, right? The Santos goalkeeper? So they're going to be even better, I think, next season. Yeah, Toledo was first linked to Tigres. And, like, of course, that's also, like, a move that made sense. But now what people are saying is that Toledo is actually headed for Toluca and that Tigres are going after Santiago, Ceci Santiago. Yeah. I mean, I know that Ceci comes from Europe and like she's been at the national team for a really long while, but I'm not sure if, if Ceci would be that much better of an option over Toledo. But I mean, that's not my problem. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that, that props to Toluca. I mean, making it to, the, to Liguilla and... I think that they put up like a really great fight, like considering that they don't have like this like huge roster maybe compared to other teams. But I think that they're they're developing a good project there, so I hope that they, they can keep up. Um I think that Natima Leon is also leaving. So that's going to be a a blow for them because she's one of their best players, but I still think that that they can be like a more consistent presence in, in Liguilla. So I mean, I think that it's also kind of interesting to see the way Chore has been setting up like the the Liga matches because they knew that they were going to get the home advantage. So like getting that first goal against Toluca kind of maybe let them be a little bit more calm because they had like the away goal and the advantage. So they knew that, that things were going to open up on the second game. So I think that's also kind of like the management we've been seeing. And, yeah, I mean, in the second game, it was, like, do or die for Toluca, and that kind of, like, exposed them more on attack. But also, like, something that carried on to the Atlas match as well was, like, the amount of fouls. Like, 
Chivas, their, their last four matches, like between quarters and semis, have been like really physical and like not that clean. So, I mean, I'm also glad that there haven't been that many injuries, though we did lose Susan Bejarano too on the quarterfinals. In the semifinals. Yeah, in the semis. Yeah. So, I mean, that's also kind of like. Um, it worries me because I know that against Tigres it's also going to be a bunch of fights. Yeah, I think Susan is like has been one of those. It's one of those players that we've been talking about that they have like they have that grit, they have um, that physicality. I know she's always picking up yellows, but they're they're like smart, good yellows, not not bad yellows that some other players tend to pick up. But um, yeah, we can talk about Chivas and Atlas. Um, after Chivas beat Toluca, they went on to play Atlas, who eliminated Pachuca from the Liguilla. And yeah, that that first game was was really physical. But I feel like it was um in the first leg, it was kind of more Chivas being the the team that was fouling and not really letting Atlas play the way they wanted to play. It was like they kept chopping up their play, but they did look like the better team to start off that half. Um, we, I know we talked about it offline that Atlas had that uh, mental barrier to to kind of get over because they hadn't made it past the quarterfinals in in their history in the league. So they definitely looked like a, a team that hadn't been there before and, and they looked nervous. Uh, Chivas had them pinned back. I don't think it was until that Susan Bejarano injury where I think that really took something out of the team and allowed Atlas to kind of try to fight find their way back into the game. Um, that game ended nil nil, so at the end, in the end, nobody really got over. But after that nil nil in the first leg, were you were you worried about the fact that Atlas, you know, had the away goal advantage now at that point? Yeah, because that's a tricky thing with the way the Liguilla format is set up. Like, even though you might say, "Oh, okay, so zero zero is like a good result because um we are headed even into the second leg," the away goal can really mess things up for you really quickly. So. I mean, I think that that Chore was also maybe kind of playing a little bit of mind games with with Atlas too, because like Samayoa did mention, like after the quarterfinals, we did suffer a bit because of the lack of experience, and because they, I mean, both Atlas and Chivas had their own like mental barriers in Liguilla. I mean, Atlas had an advantage over Querétaro in the quarterfinals the last time they played there, and then. Querétaro turned it around and eliminated them. So, of course, that's something that is, like, on the back of your mind a little bit. And, yeah, like you said, the first match, Chivas went out, like, really aggressive. And I think that that was also, like, part of Chores' strategy to try to throw them off balance, like, intimidate them a little bit. And it was, like, really, like, a tight game and like everybody knew that it was going to be like really close because like even I remember I sent you like the odds for betting and they were like evenly split between a Chivas win, a draw and an Atlas win so like nobody knew what was going to happen it was going to be like a matter of who was more accurate in front of goal and also who was more precise in their defense so I think that for me one of the big positives on this leg particularly, like on the semifinals, was again the patience Chivas have been have been showing. And the fact that they are turning like certain friends around. Like they made it past the quarterfinals and before these these few games against Atlas, Chivas had like a negative um head to head against Atlas. I mean 
there was like this increasing trend uh, for them to to lose Clásicos Tapatíos. So I think that now after these two matches, Chivas have more wins. Like it's five wins for Chivas, four draws, and four wins for Atlas. So that's how close things have have always been. But Chivas now have the the slight advantage there. So I think that's also going to boost them mentally like in the next few seasons. And I guess that's also kind of now going to be like the Bolson Atlas scored to to try and turn that around because maybe they expected to have like that edge of we've been beating you at your own stadium and we've scored at the Akron and we don't care if it's your house. But now Chivas are kind of nature is healing and they're back um, <laughs> where they should be like with a positive head to head there so i mean that's that's for me kind of one of the indicators of things going wrong with the team like before the chore arrived like the fact that they hadn't been able to win because i think that they were on a seven game streak against atlas where they had not been able to beat them so i mean it's important to snap that kind of streak but it's even better and like it's sweeter if you do it where it counts and where it hurts the most which is Liguilla yeah I think she was riding a it had been like a three year a three year streak that they hadn't beaten that last and I think the last time was in 2018 and um yeah I mean after that first match I I know you know I wasn't a show show much in my opinion in that first match but like you said the away goal rule a nil nil draw it was like Kind of like the perfect result for Atlas, honestly, with the game that they played. And then on uh, on Monday, was it Monday night, we beat Atlas. And again, you know, the patience that they showed, um, I think, again, it was another really physical match. Um, Atlas players were, like, hitting wrestling moves on Jocelyn Montoya, and the referee did not care. I don't know if yellow cards or red cards are not, not a thing in Ligue anymore or something, but... That was, that was a rough match to watch uh, at certain points, especially for Jocelyn. She got she was getting like thrown all over the place, kicks. Like I don't know what the ref was thinking. Yeah, that was crazy to watch because, I mean, yeah, I mean, if the ref is going to get tough and like start giving away cards, it's okay. But you need to be consistent and like it seemed like she was giving everything to Atlas. And also, I don't know if he's. This is something that maybe Chivas need to work on. Because, like, if Chivas had a foul, like, Atlas players immediately went over to to pressure the ref, and they did get a yellow out of that. Because there was, like, this play, I think, for, for Miriam Castillo, where the ref kind of gave the foul to Atlas. And then Joanna Robles and, like, a bunch of other players went to intimidate the ref, and she wasn't going to give her a yellow, and she did. So, I mean, that's... Like of course it, it it has its its tricks to do it properly so that it doesn't backfire. Like I wouldn't send Caro to pressure the ref, <laughs> but I mean I guess that it would help if if some of them were able to kind of go and and like also play that. I mean I was like talking to a bunch of Chivas fans like on WhatsApp that were there in the stadium. And like everything, everybody was saying, like those of us who weren't there at the game were like, keep pressuring the refs, keep pressuring the refs, guys. Like, come on. Like, that's why that's why having fans kind of matters because, I mean, you want to, to go and pressure the ref into trying to help Chivas out because, I mean, I do think that at least maybe one Atlas player could have been sent away. And like, she didn't. Like, she was afraid of, 
of giving them yellow cards and red cards. Yeah, even even in the first game, I forget I forget the Atlas players who who the Atlas player was, but she already had a yellow, and I think in the second half she committed like another foul that was definitely it definitely should have been another yellow. She should have been sent off. Um, I like I like that you say that we shouldn't send Caro to to pressure the referee because it's true she might she might end up with a red card if she's the one we pick to go uh, to go talk to the referee. But we can talk about the the game itself. I think. This game, Atlas showed a little more. I know Blanca Felix actually had to intervene maybe like two or three times to make goal-saving stops. Um, Chivas kind of controlled the game, but um, it, it was just like a really nerve-wracking nerve-wracking game overall. Yeah, and also like the important part has been seeing how Blanca has been like really calm. Like maybe she didn't... She hasn't gotten like a ton of things to do, but she's had some pretty good saves. And like you can tell that she's really in the zone right now. So, I mean, I think that's also great news for Chivas because we were all kind of like a bit worried if maybe the pressure was going to be too much for her. But she's back to being like the Blanca Felix we know. And I mean, I guess that she's always had that. Like in big games, she shows up. So, I mean, I think that, that we're solid with her. In goal. Yeah, I know we were having our doubts after that that Tigres and Chivas regular season match. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, Chivas ends up scoring off a free kick. Caro hits it off the crossbar. Miriam Castillo was there to head it in. And then their second goal, initially, we all thought that Alicia Licha had uh, scored it. But after replays, it showed that it was um, an own goal. And then last minute, Chivas ends up giving up a... Blanca ends up giving up a PK to Allison, and Allison buries it. But fortunately, you know, not enough time for them to, to come back. Yeah, I mean, there was like that extra drama that there always needs to be right at the end. <laughs> but, I mean, I think that the the goals were kind of like coming off like all the avenues we expected them to come from. Like, we know that Caro is really good at set pieces. And then like Miriam Castillo, like... I've always said that she's kind of like my favorite, one of my favorite like underrated Chivas players. Mm-hmm. And like even though she's not the tallest player we have, she seems to have like a knack for scoring headers, like particularly in set pieces. So, I mean, she's kind of like a secret weapon there. And I think that she's been having a great season. And like really, we really need her because now that Susan's not going to be available, she's going to need to, to anchor that midfield now. Yeah, definitely. I, I forget what, what regular season game it was that she scored, I, I believe, off a corner kick. And she did the the air guitar celebration, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're going to need we're gonna need everybody to be on point for, for the next two games. Because Melissa, like we learned in the regular season game, you know, any mistake that they make against Tigres, Tigres is going to cap- capitalize on. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's encouraging, too, that... Godinez, I think that she's doing really great. Mm-hmm. And, like, there are also, like, different facets to her game that we're seeing. Like, for example, when she needs to go and, like, run alongside a, an attacking player. And, like, even though she's she seems, like, really, like, small, like, she's really strong because she doesn't back away from, like, going shoulder to shoulder and stuff like that. I think that Godinez had a few really good plays on defense there and... Like, yeah, I mean, I think that it's going to be important that 
Daryl on point against Tigres, but I also think that they're going to be maybe more confident because of the way they've been performing. And I also mentioned that on the on the account. Like it's really funny that the best eleven for the semifinals, like Chivas is supposed to be the best attack, and Tigres is supposed to be the best defense. But then like the the players that they picked, it was like the whole of the Chivas defense and all of the <laughs> Tigres strikers. So it's funny how kind of like the tables flip there. But it's also great because I think that both the quarters and the semifinals were like really great tests for the defense in terms of staying focused and they really were able to neutralize Atlas I mean you could tell that Atlas were really frustrated that they were not able to do much at certain parts of the game and I think that also speaks of the way Chore set them up and like how that they know what they need to do because I mean being able to to keep Allison from scoring on you it's not an easy thing to to pull off and I think that's going to be like great practice heading on to the match against Tigres. Yeah, they they basically held Allison to no goals in, in two games, right? With that last minute PK call. And I do want to shout out that uh that flying header that Miriam Garcia hit in the middle of the I think it was like the first half of the the second semifinal leg where they put it over the top ball to Allison and if she hadn't timed that perfectly, Allison would have been gone because Michelle. We know Michelle's not gonna. Michelle was not gonna catch her. That's like her one, her one uh, bad thing that you know. If it's a speedy striker, they're not. They're probably not gonna catch up to them. But Melissa, we can move on to Tigres and Chivas. We can talk about the regular season game where it was pretty much Murphy's Law, where anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, was it like? 15, 20 minutes into the game, Chivas was already down 3-0, I think. It was like a shell shock moment. Like, I remember we were really excited for the game, and then, like, 15 minutes in, we're like, oh, crap. Like, this is going <laughs> yeah, to happen. Yeah, we're going to wind up with a 6-0 here. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it's so interesting because, I mean, Tigres have, like, the best defense of the tournament. Their defense is, like, we've spoken about this before. Their weakest link is definitely their goalkeeper. But I mean, you look at, at Ferral and, and Greta, and like they're amazing players. So I think that um, it's really great that Chivas were able to score on Tigres three times because A, nobody has done it before, like on the season. And like B, of course, that gives you confidence. I mean, you lost the match, but I mean, a 4 3 loss that could have really gone either way. And particularly, like, coming back into the game after being down, like, by three goals, it's, I think that it, it displays, like, how good the team has been this season. Because, I mean, I already see people, like, discounting Chivas and saying that Tigres is going to, like, win 4-0 in the first leg and whatever. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't rule Chivas out just yet. And, like... They say, I mean, I already saw this movie before of Chivas getting into a final against Tigres and people saying they're going to be slaughtered. So we, we already know what, what kind of happens when people start saying those things. Yeah, I think it was, uh, the team showed a lot of character. I, I remember Shorty in his regular season press conference, he said, um, I think he said he didn't tell the team anything for the first 30 minutes once they were down 3-0 because he wanted to see how the team itself would react to the deficit and 
they went into the half down 3-1. But I think like those last 10 minutes of that regular season game, Chivas was really pushing for that second goal. And the fact that Shorty did that, you know, it just shows how much he trusts his team and how 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 he knows that they can come back in games now, unlike last season or previous seasons where once they were down, you know, that, that's it. We're not coming back because we tend to get desperate. There's no more patience. Um, and then to lose 4-3, four, four, yeah, you lost. But, you know, there are moral victories and the way that this team lost. It was kind of it was kind of like a win, the way that they lost, right? They're down 3-0. You almost made the comeback. You lose 4-3. But now, you know, going into the final, you have this thing in the back of your mind where in your head you're like, you know, we played maybe the worst possible game we could have against Thetis, and we still only lost by one goal. And all the pressure really is on Thetis to, to come out and defend their championship, come out and beat Chivas, who they were up 3-0 on in the regular season, but they came back on them. I think Chivas is kind of playing like pressure-free football on on Monday, on these next two Monday nights. I mean, Chori said it. Like, after the the semifinal, like, I, I was also curious to see how he would look in the press conference. Like, if he was going to be, like, happy or whatever. And he came in, like, with game face on. And he was like, yeah, we're in the final. Okay, cool, nice. But we haven't won anything yet. So, I mean... He really believes that the team can do it. And, like, I'm sure that the team know that they can pull this off. So, I mean, they they already know what they're capable of. And, like you said, I wonder, like, like how much the pressure is going to get to Tigres because everybody's expecting, like, a blowout win. And we already saw some cracks on their armor against Monterrey because they were up by one player and... Monterrey still pulled off a draw. Like, of course, that that cost them the second leg because they were so drained on the second game. But also, like, this final is going to be like a one week between matches. So it, they can just go all out on the first game and they know they're going to be able to rest for the second one. So that's also going to change things. Like, any advantage that either team could get by wearing the other one out on the first game, it's going to be completely gone by the time they get to the second leg. Yeah, that's so true. Especially, you know, they, they've they been coming off playing, what was it, like three days rest between both matches, right? They were having right now. But now it's going to be a week. So you're definitely have you're definitely going to have a rested, a rested team. And like you said, Theaters did kind of, you know, there is like a a weakness to, to, to Theaters because they were up a player on Monterrey and they almost lost that game because I think until Monterrey lost the second player, that's when Tigres really, really pushed and got that second goal. If not, they they might have lost that game. And then I don't know if it would have been a different story in the second leg of the semifinal for Rayados and Tigres, but you know it, it could have been could have been different. I I do think that Chivas is going to have to come out like mentally prepared because I think that's what happened in the regular season game. You you can see that our back line was kind of was kind of scared. Um, you, we saw the mental errors from Blanca Felix, and then we saw that from we saw I saw that from Rayadas too in the in both the semifinal legs. They came out really. It looked like they they came out really scared. Like they were, they doubted themselves and that led yeah, to early mistakes. Yeah, they were trying mistakes. not to lose instead of mm-hmm. trying to win. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, the finals like of course they hit different, but I think that Chivas need to lean on the fact that they're not the favorites. And like that means that you can do whatever you want and nobody's going to hold it against you because I mean people 
didn't even expect them to make it this far. So, like, if they lose, it's not going to be, like, such a big deal. Um, quote-unquote, because, like, of course, I know that they all want that trophy and, like, we all want them to win. But just, like, taking, like, the whole season into consideration, like, they've already outperformed what anyone thought that they would do. I mean, anybody who says that they saw Chivas on the final from the start, like, they're lying. Come on, guys. Like, <laughs> we not, not even we thought that would happen. Like, we were okay. Like, maybe they'll, they'll make it to Liguilla and, like, Hopefully they'll they'll perform well and they make it past the quarters. But I mean, I think that it's also it also kind of feels like all these little coincidences. Like I mean, I don't know what to think, but it's funny how sometimes in football, like kind of like the coincidences line up. And like the last time that she was made it to a final and like they won the title, like their semifinal was a classical, and then they the team they faced in the final was like the previous champion. And like the last time they had Pachuca and mm -hmm. Pachuca were favorites because they had just won the Copa tournament and Chivas was kind of like just getting started and they had an awful Copa like they, they lost all their matches so I mean they already know what it's like coming in being the underdogs and like it's funny also like the parallel to the men's 2017 title because like the guys beat they beat Toluca and they beat Atlas on their way to the final. So it's kind of like almost a copy of that. And they faced <laughs> yeah. Tigres. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I hope some of the men's players that had that played that final, I hope that they can reach out to the women's team and like maybe they could help them like talk about how they feel and stuff like that. I mean, I think that that could help. I mean, I hope that the guys step up. And I also hope that they not just offer like kind words of encouragement but i would also really love it if some of them got a part of the, their paycheck to the women so just putting it out there in case any <laughs> of them are listening like come on guys give them some money they deserve it but yeah it'd be cool if they attended the game or something right because we we always see the women's players at the game it'd be cool if um some of the players showed up to that game yeah but they're too busy having their <laughs> vacations at the beach because they're so tired from not playing Liguilla like they just need to get ready before they head to Necaxa or wherever they're getting sold so yeah I mean they'll probably show up for the for the premiere of the Amazon series that's so, gonna be bad yeah I mean I hope that someone at Amazon had enough common sense to record the women instead so <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, I mean, coming back to the to the topic, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, those are the things that, that Chivas need to, to tap into. Like, okay, we're not the favorites, pressures on them. We can just do our game and do our best. And and we know that our worst was enough to, to make Tigres suffer a little bit. So I think that's what they need to channel. And like the team looks so, they look happy. I mean, they look... Um, on a really good like state of mind, so I think that it's going to be like really positive for them. Like they just need to go out out and and enjoy this moment. And it's also been great to see how fans have been rallying behind them and like going to the stadium and stuff. So that's also like an energy and a responsibility that us as fans need to to also take. I mean, it's not just cheering on them because they made the final. It's being there for them 
like the whole way in next season and even if they lose or, or whenever they don't qualify or get knocked out on the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think no matter the result, I think um, a lot of fans are going to embrace the, the women's team more because, I, I don't know, I just feel like there's more access to it. There's more people talking about Liga MX Femenil. So I think I think it's going to be positive for the for the women's team. Um, I know you're gonna you're gonna have to do your part on Monday night, Melissa, since you're gonna be in attendance. Yeah, I got my ticket. I got permission from my boss. I'm just checking the bus schedules, and I mean, I, I'll be there. I mean, I hope. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll probably just be between going completely crazy in the stands or <laughs> just being like crouched behind my seat. I mean, I don't know how I'm going to react. <laughs> to being there on a final because like I've I've only been to like regular season or quarterfinals, so this is like a, a completely new experience for me. So yeah, I mean, just gonna be there doing my part to to push the the reps around so that they don't let our players get beat around too much because that's also something that we discussed before. Matches against Tigres are always like physical, intense. There's always fights, so it's going to be quote-unquote fun we're going to see a lot of fighting there so yeah it's going to be it's going to be fireworks there yeah i'm so i'm so mad i'm not gonna be there i was actually looking at flights and trying to figure it out but like i there i have to do like a 24 late 24 hours of traveling in one day for for me to be there i'm like i'm not gonna put myself through that <laughs> take the, that the next bus season. to monterrey <laughs> <laughs> for the second leg if I leave now, maybe I can make it walking. <laughs> <laughs> like when she was giving up, giving away those uh, 115th anniversary kits. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you could buy one from resellers. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Like the Chicote one that got sold like the same day? Oh, I think that one... I think that was in the centro. Um, the guy was in the centro and he just resold it that same day for I don't know how much. So like, yeah, I mean, come on, at least wait until the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe just wear it once and, like, sleep on it, and then, just, like, the next day you can put it on sale. Well, the the value might go down since Chicote is probably going to leave the team. But <laughs> No, but I'm I'm really excited for the for the final on Monday. Um, I know at home I'll be, like, a nerve, I'll be, so, I'll be, like, a nervous wreck, so I can't even imagine you being in the actual stadium. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know what to what to predict. You know, it's just I just feel like whatever happens happens. You know. Yeah, I think that we should just like sit back and between the suffering and the stress, we should try to enjoy as much as we can. Because I mean, I think that we really should. Like, I mean, it feels special what this team has been doing, and like just seeing like how happy they are playing. And like how united they are as a team, I mean, you you don't often get that. So I mean, we should just enjoy this and yeah, like you said, whatever happens happens, and that's not going to make me like love them any less and like support them any less. So yeah, I mean, we should just we're just going to be there for them and like hopefully there's going to be like a trophy at the end of that road. Yeah. Do you do you think that anybody besides uh, Tigres fans is rooting for Tigres? No one. I mean, <laughs> like not even Atlas. 
No, I didn't Chore said something that he and like Coach Samayoa from Atlas they were like, yeah, I mean whoever goes on like just let's just stop Tigres. Like, yeah, I don't care if you make it or I make it. Like, let's just do like a tapatio pact and like end Regio supremacy there on the league. So, yeah, I mean, I mean of course, like I I've always said that Tigres are a team that they've invested a lot and like of course, I mean I'm not saying they don't deserve like what they have but I mean it's also kind of like getting boring so maybe we should just shake things up a little bit I mean just this final not being a regio final is hyping people up because nobody wanted to see like like the 10th regio final in a row (laughs) so yeah I mean I'm, I'm just glad we're there and like hopefully we can spoil the party yeah get that get that second trophy so they can put it up in the Chivas Museum next time we're next time I'm in the stadium That'd be cool to see. Yeah, and also, like, something that I was talking about with, with Amy and, like, other people. Like, if Chivas win this and, like, they get, they get two titles and Tigres have three and, like, a bunch of other teams have one, does this make Chivas the second best team in the league or not because of how inconsistent they have been? I mean, it's going to be an interesting discussion. Like, in terms of, of what Chivas' Chivas's place in the league is going to be in should they win this, this, this final. Yeah, I think it's just going to depend on, I guess, over the next couple of seasons, how, how consistent they can be. Because I think, I think the foundation is there. And with, with Shorty, I think he, he knows how to, he knows how to manage his team. So I don't know. We can, we can be seeing like the birth of a, of a dynasty maybe, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, we just need to make sure we survive the finals without like getting a heart attack or a micro infarct. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know a couple of people that I follow are going to be in the stadium on Monday. Um, I know Gabby is going to be there, and I think a couple of others that I follow. But that that should be a lot of fun, Melissa. So definitely enjoy yourself Monday night. Are you going to be brave enough to make a prediction for Monday night's game? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go like really conservative, really keeping expectations low. I'm just going to say that Licha will score a hat-trick and we're going to be 3-0 heading on to the second leg. Hey, we, we've seen Licha score on Tigres in finals before, so it could happen. She scored yeah, a goal last time too. Yeah, the tradition because like, whenever I would drop like a crazy scoreline like, on, on the other podcast too, I was like, oh, maybe Chivas will win like 4-1 and people were like, you're... You're stupid. Why are you saying that? And then they won five zero. So I, I had the the correct amount of goals there. So yeah, I mean, hopefully they can just keep it up. Yeah, I'm not. I I can't. I can't give a prediction. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna hope for the best because I think, like you said, even we didn't expect Chivas to be to be in the position that they are. We at the initial at the beginning of the season we said. We expected them to finish anywhere from fourth to sixth or fourth to seventh. They finished in second. You know, we, we said we would have been happy with Liguilla. They're in the final. Um, we expected maybe Licha not to score as many goals. She was the second the second leading goal scorer in the league. We lost our assist leader. We created a new one, a, a new league assist leader. And uh, I think Caro had the most assists this season. So, you know, it's... It's a team we expected nothing from, and yet they still overexceeded and delivered. So, just gonna enjoy enjoy Monday night, and then enjoy the next Monday night. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy week. 
<laughs> yep. Um, I guess we'll record after after next week's after uh, the first leg of the final and just see how we're how we're feeling going to the second leg. That's gonna be a Monterrey also on a on a Monday night. Yeah, it's going to be pretty intense because there, of course, there's going to be fans there at the Tigre Stadium. So, I mean, I I don't think that it's going to be too easy for Chivas fans to get there. So, I mean, we'll see how many of them there are. But yeah, I mean, I think that that it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be special. I mean, they're back in the final after what two and a half years. So, I mean, let's just try. To enjoy this and I mean I, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to take pictures or video from the match <laughs> but I'll try <laughs> yeah definitely for sure uh, yeah so we'll be back next week recapping whatever happens on Monday night and hopefully we'll be talking about Achivas win we are out yeah.